So what do you want me to do? I want restitution. Restitution? You want restitution? Why should I give you restitution? Because it's no good. When you spit that fruit out, that's where it ends for me. It's still your fruit. You gotta stand behind your fruit. I stand behind my fruit. So? Hey, you got a bad peach? That's an act of God. He makes the peaches. I don't make the peaches. I sell the peaches. You have a problem? You talk to him. You know, this whole place is going downhill. I could have come in here last week with a bad plum, but I let it go. Well, let me put a solution for you. Do your business elsewhere. I don't want your business. Oh, now you don't want my business. No, I don't want your business, and from this moment you're banned from the store. I'm banned? You're banned. But what am I going to do for fruit? August 2nd, 2020. Hello. <laughs> Hi. There was a conversation happening <laughs> off mic. About who was too loud, who was blowing out the mic. And I said it may have been both of us. Maybe. We weren't sure. I was really getting into character. And then you thanked me. I did. Which was so sweet. Yes. Hi, everyone. Hi. How you doing? So. It's still a pandemic. Some big news, though, since last twip. Ooh, big news. You're aware of this news. Are you? You are. Well, I am, personally. You were for the first of I thought you were like, you news. all. No, you specifically. <clears throat> English out is there imprecise. Who may follow me on the social medias also yes. should be aware. But, hi, um, I'm transgender, and I'm a lady. Even though I don't sound like one. It's a voice you thing. You sound... Gotta... You're like in the middle. Anyway, a lot of changes are forthcoming. Well, for me, not yes, for you. for you. Although you may have noticed we changed the, the graphic for Twip, so. Yes, and there's a nice lady and an angry lady. Guess which <laughs> one is me? Vincent Morrison correctly guessed when he said he was basing it upon your uh, our editing styles for seminar <laughs> shorts. I'm, which also, I think, is fair I guess and applies. everyone thinks I'm really angry. We edit toward our true, personalities, but, right? Yeah, but I'm not mean. Well, I'm not mean. no, you're not mean. Anyway, this really ain't going to change anything for any of you out there. But there's something that I wanted to address about it. It's been bugging me. Okay. So you folks who listen to Kingery know that at the end of the last season, Allison came out as transgender. And I didn't want people to think that that happened because I'm transgender and that I was like, well, now we have to have a lead character who also is. That's it. Honestly, came about completely coincidentally, separately, organically. And as I mentioned a little bit in the uh, season 10 finale, it was because Pete Mylan, who played Tommy, uh, for over uh, a decade decided he had done as much as he felt he could do with the character and thought he would step back. Right. And we were like, when Tommy was Allison, was really cool. Well, and then when I looked at everything that Allison had been through mm -hmm. in the past, I was like, it all kind of made sense Yeah, that it would go in that direction, the story and the character. And so that's how that came about. But, so, well... I, want, I mean, I'm sure there was an influence well, happening. Right. What I want to say is it wasn't an intentional thing where I was like, we have to have one who's just like me now. But what I think is a fair thing to say is, were all of the signs there in past episodes because I was putting them in subconsciously? Possibly. Is the whole reason that the show has a thing where people can go into other people's bodies and change their genders because of that? And I'm the one who created SOL? Possibly is the, is that the reason that in the very 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 first episode, there's a man quote unquote man in the body of a woman. Quite possibly you could look at these things and I wasn't aware of it back then, but it might that may have all played into it. But it wasn't an intentional thing to switch the character just because of me. Right, and art imitates life, and we are artists. Oh, oh, I like that. That's know, good. That's... Yeah. That is a known thing. It is known. So in any way, I just wanted I wanted to get that off my chest, get it out there, because I was afraid people would think, oh, you're just doing it because it's who you are. No, it's not. I would never do something like that. So right. I personally felt I had to get that out there. So your name is different as well. Yes. Going by Tilly now, which yes. you would hear at the end of the episode. But, but you could 
You could hear it now as a treat. They could. They just did. Yeah. So should we get to the actual pendant news now? We have real news. All right. For real. This wasn't just about us. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So The post-it is back out. Some things never See? change. I'm the same person. <laughs> okay. Last twip. I told you about new assistant directors who were coming over to help out on seminar while Vincent was Morrison mentioned. was taking a break. Yes. And there's a new one that got added to the fray, which is Mr. Garen Fitzgerald. So we are also Garen. very excited to have him on board. Welcome. We just finished um, episode 95, which was done by me and Garen and Jeff Robinson and Jessica Harris. So we, we all sort of, you know, did it as a big group project. It was great. Came out wonderful. You'll be hearing that in a few months. Wonderful. Or no, this month? No, this no. month is 94. It's I haven't looked at the, the releasing. One. Yeah, we're we further ahead. We weren't too it's far ahead yeah. for that to happen. In any case, I wanted to welcome him to the team. And welcome, Garen. Thank him for his help. Thank you. I also want to say that after Troilus and Cressida ends, the Pendant Shakespeare will be going on a bit of a hiatus because, as previously mentioned, uh, the directors over there also stepped back because pandemic times are weird for everybody. And we don't have new directors lined up over there yet, but once we figure all that out, we'll let you know. Yeah. But just you can expect, there'll still be some stuff coming out that we still have an episode of Sonnets sure. after that. And the complete Richard II hasn't been released. We'll have the complete Troilus and Cressida later on. So there's still stuff coming, but it'll be a little bit before the new play. We're not right. sure when that'll happen yet. Pandemic times are weird. We support whatever you gotta do. Right? Okay. Uh, Mage and Machine Season 2 is about to go into production, which Wonderful. is great. This season is going to have 10 episodes instead of 8 like Season 1, so you're getting two bonus episodes in Season 2. Bonus. Oh, it looks like I popped there. Breath you popped. really I wasn't did. even that close. I don't... I know. I'm breathing this emphatically. Hot, hot, hot. Okay. In any case, and that will premiere in January. Wonderful. Yes, and uh, we know that will premiere in January because the uh, release calendar on the coming soon section of the website has been extended through the end of 2021. Whoa, look at you. Keep in mind, again, these dates are tentative, subject to change, and uh, the new Shakespeare play has not been added in there and any other new stuff, like if we get the new season of Dreamnasium going right. that we're still in early pre-production on. But those dates aren't in there yet. But yeah, the we, other stuff we is have there. a long way to go with that, right. too. But pandemic times, you know, we're right. doing our best. Yes. But that's been updated, and so you can stop by and check that out if you want to know about Seminar or Kingery or Majin Machine. We do our best to adhere to the schedule. The that's schedule right. is there for you because we love you. We do. And now we're going to stop talking to you and let Jordan talk for a while. There we go. From a remote location in northern Arizona, we have Emmeline Tuck on the line. Hello, Emmeline. Hi, Jordan. Hey, you there you are. You make it sound so interesting out here. <laughs> <laughs> a remote location where the internet may or may not work. So I apologize to everyone if I am uh, semi-robotic right now. <laughs> well, we will do the best that we can with what we've got. Everybody is either... That's um, all we can hope for. Yeah. I'm on the opposite end of things where it's so crowded that I lose connectivity because everybody's bumping into each other on the internet. That's that. That's okay. I would be cool with that. I, I something where I could actually use Netflix. You know, I, I'd, I'd be cool with that kind of internet. I could lose it occasionally and still be able to download it faster than you know, twelve kbps. Ah, which is not me exaggerating. It went down to that the other night. Oof. Oh yeah. It's fun. So other than really slow internet, how, how are mm. things out in Arizona? They're awesome. Haven't you been watching the news? It's just fantastic out here. You have no <laughs> idea how fantastic it is out here. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Everything's great. Just go with that. All righty. So um, we have questions. Hopefully you have answers or this is very short and one-sided. That could be. Mm. Or the internet might go out, and then this will be really short and one-sided. Incredibly short and one-sided, <laughs> and it'll leave it on a cliffhanger, which, mm. you know, drama. Right. So, um, 
I guess let's just jump right in. Um, how did you make your way to Pendant? Well, I started listening to the Shakespeare Pendant back in um, college when I was doing a Shakespeare class. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I found the, um, the audio recordings that they were giving us to be absolutely bad. So I went back and I, I found... Um, Oh, geez, I don't even remember the first one that I found, but, but that's how I came to Pendant was through the Shakespeare show. Cool. And, um, yeah. And that's, uh, I, I never thought about auditioning for it. Um, I don't know why, but, um, Troilus and Cressida came up and Cressida is like it, as far as I'm concerned, for Shakespearean heroines. And I got it. And that's how I came to Pendant. It's very thrilling, if you're me, but I'm sure everyone else is bored out of their mind. <laughs> so, um, were you taking, you were taking a, a Shakespeare class, or was it just an English class, or was it a drama class? What, what? No, it was doing? a, it was a Shakespeare class. Um, I'm a, I'm a history major. Oh, okay. And, yeah, where it was, that was a historically okay english class i um i i didn't want to face an, a normal lit course so i uh i took shakespeare because they allowed us to write papers based on history um yeah and and not have to do deep dives into novels written by like coleridge where you know who wants to do that <laughs> poems rather sorry not novels but yeah it was a way of avoiding um real work <laughs> so you were taking this class you started listening to the shakespeare show um what was the first show that you I listened don't to remember i i honestly don't remember i don't remember i'm sorry i i can say that it was um it was about six years ago i think mm, okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, um, whatever coincided with that, I don't know. I don't remember last week. Why do you expect me to remember these things? We asked the hard-hitting questions here on Twit. <laughs> Obviously. Mm. Nobody told me this was going to be a memory thing, too. Well, I couldn't give yeah. away all the surprises in our emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll keep going. Okay. Okay. Good. So move on. You, Let's go. So how how did so you're taking this class? How did you find pendant? Were you looking for just other audio Shakespeare stuff, or what? What got you right over to any us? other audio? Uh, any other audio? Um, I wasn't huge into podcasts. I wasn't. Um, I never in a million years thought I would be an actor, and um. I, I wanted to be a history professor. That was that was it. And so mm -hmm. they were uh, the professor was giving me like, you know, uh, I think it was John Gilgood doing something. And it was all this dramatic overacting. And I just couldn't get through it. And they I did their I liked Shakespeare the, the old fashioned way. They earned yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Where everything is either very dramatic or very slow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and there was there was no getting through it. There just wasn't. I was going <laughs> to fail that class hard. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So Pendant, Pendant saved my college career. How's that? There you go. <laughs> Did you share us with the rest of the class? I don't, don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was selfish, okay? Oh, you kept us all to yourself. I, I did. I let everyone else suffer through John Gielgud. <laughs> and I had the secret. And you mm. know what? I pulled an A out of that course, so there. There you go. Well, congratulations on the A. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> but I kept listening, so there's that. There is that. And, yes. um... What other shows did you find yourself drawn to? I listened to The Kingery for a long time. Um, I'd still be listening to The Kingery if I had time for podcasts. <laughs> but I, I've, um, 
I, I, time seems to have evaporated. Uh, it, it's like so much morning dew. Um, I'm either working or I'm sleeping. And there mm. doesn't seem to be much in between. So I'll catch up one of these days when I'm an organized person with um, time management skills. There you go. Of which I have none. <laughs> so you hadn't planned on getting into voice acting. You had planned on being a history professor. Mm -hmm. Did we completely mm -hmm. derail you from that? Or are you still... No. Oh, actually, it, it wasn't you. It was um, for another course I did a, and this was, I mean, this was freshman year wonkery. Um, I, I did a, a documentary about, yeah, about Firefly, the TV series. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was my, my final project. One. <laughs> And I, I had it corresponding, you know, to the references within the American Civil War and all these random things. And uh -huh. um, somebody who was working on a charity at the college, he said I had a really great voice because I did all the narration for it. And uh -huh. um, so I was brought into this charity that they do things like, um, you know, reading for the blind and things like that. Uh -huh. And that sort of transitioned into radio, which transitioned into voiceover. And then I quit voiceover because what was I doing in voiceover? And um, then I came back. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, no, it, it wasn't actually your fault. Um, I, I'm, 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 not, I'm not remorseful at all. I mean, voice acting is, is fantastic. And it's probably better than uh, teaching, you know, ungrateful freshmen about... Um, Battle of Thermopylae or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's 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 good. It's good here. I like it. Excellent. Cool. So we have Nathan Fillion to, to thank. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> if you're listening, Nathan, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh. positive he's listening. Hi. Hi, um, Nathan. How are you doing? Call me, okay? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so so let's talk about Troilus and Cressida. Mm -hmm. What? So you've been listening to a whole bunch of Shakespeare from us for a while, mm -hmm. and they put out the casting call for Troilus and Cressida, and you said, oh, "I've got to do that." How come? That's ex exactly right. Um, because, well, okay, because Cressida is um, aside from the fact that the play is is incredibly underproduced i mean it, granted it's kind of weird okay it doesn't know what it is is it a comedy is it a tragedy nobody has any idea what it is okay and but cressida in particular gets totally uh, run through the ringer um because she's you know she's seen as this um there are people who see her as as anti-feminist and this and that and to me, Cressida has, um, she's pragmatic. Mm -hmm. And she's a, um, she's a Shakespearean heroine who is not gonna, she wouldn't off herself for Troilus. She's gonna deal with whatever comes her way and whatever means she can. And to me, that's, that's an incredibly um, different Shakespearean heroine, first of all. And, um, progressive Shakespearean heroine and that's not the kind of thing you see from Juliet yeah. and so I, I feel Cressida gets uh you know yeah undeservedly um critiqued and okay. so that was um yeah <clears throat> pardon and that's why I tried out okay and have you let's see so we've released everything up through act four at this Point. No, Act 5, Part 1 has come out, I believe. And um, I think any of the scenes that you're exceptionally proud of that you've done on, on that one? Yeah, actually. When she's, uh, when she's told that she has to leave Troy. Um, mm -hmm. I was told that she, uh, the direction on that was she's throwing plates. <laughs> And so I really, really got to emote on that one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, th I think it turned out pretty well. Cool. 
So, yeah. Plus, there you go. I mean, a Shakespearean heroine who throws plates. Come on. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, definitely. Better than, you know, stabbing oneself with a dagger. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also got you coming up uh, in the next seminar. That's it. Yes. <laughs> It's a fantastic story, but I, I'm quite worried about um, spoiling it because um, the spoiler's sort of built into the story. Um, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I got yeah. to listen to it to preview <laughs> it before, before it goes live. Um, and it goes live soonish from when this is getting released. We'll say soonish. Sure. Um, I liked it. Yes. I, I, I definitely liked it. In, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, and it has a nice little twist to it. Or, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. It, it was definitely a good listen. I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Exactly. Well it's done. It's a great story. I can't talk great about story, it. Great <laughs> story. Great acting all around. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Just trust me, okay? Yeah. Listen to it. You'll like it. She knows what she's talking about, guys. Yeah, definitely. I, she's, I do. She's on. on the, I'm a witness. Your witness here. Yeah, definitely thank want to listen to the you, next seminar. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's get to the meat of this, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me guess. Lady Chandley. And there she is. <laughs> no, uh, I, I can continue this interview just as Lady Chandley, if you'd like. Oh, okay. Now, yes. I'll agree to this can as long as point? she remembers that I'm an interviewer. And I don't get blasted or anything. Well, well, I don't know. There are certain um, expectations to be made, even from journalists. I hope you can adhere to them. I can provide coffee. All right, that's fine. Yes, okay. coffee. Coffee is good. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you saw the auditions for Mage and Machine, how, um, how did you decide that that was a show you you know, Shakespeare had been your thing for Pendant. How did you decide that, okay, Major Machine is the one I want to jump in on? Someone had just compared me to, I, I, I get kind of, um, I get typecast a lot. And it's, uh, it's very rare. And that was actually another reason I went out for Cressida, because I have never played the romantic lead before. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. And <laughs> Couldn't so... tell you. No, it's a complete mystery. But um, <laughs> so someone had just compared me and my act because I play uh, femme fatales. Uh -huh. I play cats, a lot of cats. And I play villains. And um, someone had just compared me to Alan Rickman. And I was kind of floating high on that. And I saw the call for Lady Chandley. And I'm like, there is an opportunity to chew on the scenery. And I'm going to take it. <laughs> So, yeah, that's now that you say Alan Rickman, I'm sitting here in my head. I'm like, yeah. OK. Yes. <laughs> lots and lots of, of leaving tooth marks on the, the cardboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But having fun doing it. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and I do love her. I, I absolutely love her. I love her drama and I love her, her uh, collection of dramatic boots with clicky heels. And I love the fact that her fireplace responds to her emotional mood. <laughs> and she's, oh God, she's wonderful. So um, when you saw the audition, what was the draw? Was it the fact that she was the villain or was it the... Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be boring. It was the fact that she was the villain. I don't think I tried out for anyone else. Uh, Troilus and Cressida, I put in for everybody. I put in for um, Achilles, I think. And um, no, maybe not Achilles. I don't know. I don't know. I, I put in for a lot of them. With Major Machine, it was just Lady Chandley. Mm -hmm. That was the one that, yeah, it was just her. She's amazing. And it was her, um, oh, geez, what's the line? Um... Oh, now that the witty banter portion of the meeting is out of the way, that kind of, uh, yes, I'm not amused by anything that you're doing, and um, yeah, she's great. <laughs> I, I love playing evil, and, um, and that's just it. She, she's, she's 
she's a well-rounded villain on top of everything else. Um, she isn't just evil for the sake of being evil. You know, it's not that comment that she just wants to burn down the world. She's got purpose and she has drive and she's the hero in her own story. There and that's always important in a villain. Yeah, I've always thought the 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 villains that think they're the hero are are the most interesting. Oh, absolutely. And her history with Mac, you know, she is she is absolutely convinced and that's the thing. Okay, we we get to love Mac and Garen's performance of Mac is phenomenal and you can mm-hmm. really you can feel his emotion and you can you can really get inside Mac's head. And so we empathize with him. And just going with Mac, you look on the outside and you see Lady Chandley with her dramatic boots and her, you know, snarling a lot. And there's no empathy there. But she sees a completely different Mac than we do. She sees the Mac that is willing to give everything that that suddenly means something to him away in order to to get that sigil removed. Um, she sees an opportunist, she sees a, a, a violent criminal, and um, it, it's, it reminds me, in one of those lit courses that I avoided taking desperately, I actually did have to take one, and they talked about, um, <clears throat> oh, what was it, Cask of Amontillado, I probably mispronounced that, uh, Poe story, where one dude walls up another dude in his basement, right. and the crime is never stated within the story just the fact that one guy has enough passion and enough drive to wall up this other guy and give him a a, you know a suffocating horrible death and yeah you can read the story on the surface like that but then ask yourself well what was the crime and you you have to look at what drives the character at that point i mean if, if this guy might have uh, murdered a close friend or a family member, then you start to empathize with, you know, it's still uncomfortable, but you start to empathize with the, the, the villain. And that's what you have to do. You have to understand that villains, good villains, I mean, there are some very poorly written villains out there who just, you know, blah, they go crazy just for the sake of doing it. But yeah. um, good villains have motivation. Good villains can be understood. And Lady Chandley can absolutely be understood if you're willing to look at a side of Mac that she sees. Yeah, and and Mac wasn't all shiny, squeaky clean at the beginning of this. Not at all. He was willing to trade and barter and um, oh yeah, do all this with with a person as to to get what he wanted. And and she sees that. And um, I've tried, and I don't know how well it's come through, but I know I, I've tried in a lot of her, um, the, the concern in her voice, I've tried to make it, I don't want to, oh, how do I say this without giving away spoilers? Uh, I've tried to make her, her somewhat of a, um, a, a caring figure when the mood shifts and... Um, whether or not that's working, I don't know, because she still has to be snarly and chew on the scenery. But there I've, is a slight mood shift. I've gotten the impression she genuinely feels like he is a threat to her society. It's not just about her. And it's it's important to her. I mean, she she does what she has to do in order to protect everyone. And she... um. I think she made that comment that um, your path has a lot of innocent people in it. And of course, Matt comes back and, and snarks her. But um, she she genuinely believes in what she does. And that's, that's like I said, that's important for a villain. Um, a villain needs to have good motivation in order to be believable. And because it won't matter how you play it at that point, and if they're just villainous for the sake of villainry, they're going to be a little boring. Yeah. I mean, it can be fun to watch, but it's hard to get invested into it when it's like that. Absolutely. The best villains are the ones that you really have to have some manner of of empathy for. And hopefully I've <laughs> I've gotten that across. I don't know. But she is she's she's a very, very well written character. And um I I'm excited to see what happens to her. And Yeah, yeah. I am too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm hoping Blinky's already working on season two because I'm I'm loving loving well, this wait. one. 
<laughs> oh, it is it is just so much fun. Is there something that you want to see um done with Lady Chanley? I'm 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 guessing you've recorded all the way through season one by this point. So is there something that yeah. you would like to see in season two? Yeah. Actually, there. Well, I don't know about season two. This might be, I don't know, season four, season five. If she manages to stay alive that long, I, I live in constant fear that Chandley, somebody's <laughs> just going to have enough of her to push her off a building or something. That might not kill her. Um, but I, yeah, that's true. True, it might not. You, you might have to get a little bit more drastic. This might be a Rasputin thing. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, I would really, really, um, I would love to see someone worse than she is. Something that would unite Kai and Mac and Chandley against a, a common goal. Because Chandley has that in her. She can make a deal with the devil if it serves her purpose. And if it's a matter of protecting Halmir, it serves her purpose. And I, sure. I would love to see... Something that um, scares her, that would be, yes, yeah. Exactly. I think that would be absolutely phenomenal. And I, I think the, the working relationship between Mac and Chandley would be gold. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing, I, I'm hoping that we get to, um, between uh, Chandley and Kai. Because oh, yeah. Uh, some real because there's a lot of history there that uh, yeah that we haven't it's only heard been yet hinted at. yeah it's only been hinted yeah. at we really don't know a lot there and i think that's there's there's a lot to be mined there and i'm looking forward to hearing it oh yeah and, and that's just it and, and, and with her concern about kai especially in the um the disposal warehouse in i think it was episode five she's genuinely it's not just a matter of protecting Halimir she's genuinely worried about what Mac will do to Kai and there's there's reason for that she she has this okay I'm gonna shut up now so I don't spoil anything <laughs> okay as a listener I wonder if it's because of how she views Mac or because of what she knows that we don't about Kai so yeah there's a lot of really cool stuff I think are, is is coming our way. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've tried to give um, that she has genuine concern for Kai above and beyond whatever Kai might mean to her on a, a you know royal sorceress level. That she genuinely feels something. I I, I like the idea that Chandley can genuinely feel something other than. Um, I don't, you know, I can't even say she feels hate. I, she's just so incredibly pragmatic. But I like the idea that there is some part of her that wants to protect, excuse me, protect Kai. Mm. And not just from Mac, but from the world at large. So I'm, I've kind of played with that. Uh, like I said, I don't know how successful I've been. But Miss Lady Chandley, what do you expect? Her, her emotions are very subtle. She holds her cards to the chest. Tight. She does, because absolutely any revelation is a weakness. It just so happens the cards that she holds on to are tarot cards, but, you know... <laughs> exactly. They're still the same sort of cards, okay? It's, 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 it's cards, <laughs> that's what matters. So, um, shifting a little bit, have you done stuff then um, outside of Pendant that you've got, that you're working on now? Oh, yeah. I've done um, a lot. Um, Podcast-wise or um, random voice contribution? Or... Sure. All <laughs> because... that stuff. What, 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 um, do you got, what do you have going on lately? Well, um, a, a lot of it I, I can't talk about. A lot of it I'm NDA'd on. But um, one gotcha. that I can talk about that I'm, I'm super happy about is um, Call of the Flame. Call of You're the Flame. You're all familiar with that. Call of the Flame, um, written by uh, Rubbish Log, Magnier Productions. And mm -hmm. it's sort of a love 
crafty and Lord of the Rings with some Game of Thrones thrown in. And I've got a, a secret character that I can't actually talk about, but I got clearance from the creator to talk about Call of the Flame. And that show is phenomenal. And uh, cool. the sound design on it is is enough to get lost in. It's, it's really a cool show. Um, okay. I also cool. recently, uh, the vocal patch for Heart of the Woods came out about uh, two weeks ago which is a Yuri visual novel, um, really sweet uh, story. And I play a talking cat in that one to absolutely no one's surprise. Okay. So you and the, and cats, how, how does that work? How did, how did. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it got to the point where I actually stopped auditioning for cats because it was, it was, it, yeah, I would put in for a cat and. Were you in cats? No, I was never in Cats. Thank God. They would be embarrassing pictures. <laughs> but I, um, I play a lot of Talking Cats. One of the, the, the first roles that I got, major roles, was in a, another visual novel called Regal Tales, which, again, is a sort of Game of Thrones inspired, but it's all lions and it's it's really rich, beautiful game. And I play Naja, the, the lead lioness character who kicks major ass and she's got um it's not quite as as stately as lady chanley but she's got a, a similar voice um and then i i play <laughs> i play the the cat bartender in phobiana and <laughs> i play the um i had another cat character and then Jeladura from heart of the woods who is actually um something much more mystical but she's a cat for 90 percent of the game yeah mm. okay yeah so i i play and i've played catwoman i mean it's played it's catwoman. Cat thing <laughs> yeah I've where played did catwoman. you play I've catwoman. catwoman and oh gosh a lot of places i i've kind of um there's another part of my work that i, I do under a, a pseudonym so i kind of try to keep it separate but uh -huh. yeah, if you've if you've heard, yeah, I've, you I've dubbed us. her for you know YouTube comics. No, I can't. <laughs> it's it's not pendant appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, read into that one. <laughs> okay, I won't push. Uh, I'll yeah, let yeah, this yeah. one and, slide. And. I, you know, if I'm sure people will be able to figure it out, um, if they're really interested in it, which I doubt they are, but on that name, I'm going to be very vague. I just put out a um, a podcast that is unusual and <laughs> sci-fi, and it's kind of like what would happen if you combined uh, Han Solo, Princess Leia, and The Mandalorian into one character, and it's come out pretty well, and unfortunately, it's under that other name. So I wish everyone luck on the internet treasure hunt. <laughs> okay then. Yes, I'm I'm being vague on purpose, but you know, uh, no, I I do um for what it's worth, and I'm I'm not being you know, I do a lot of not safe for work stuff gotcha. because of the voice. Yeah, so yeah, and it's just easier to keep it separate. Totally understand. I was going to ask you who your favorite DC villain is, but I think that's too easy a question now. That's way too easy a question. Well, she's an anti-hero. Kind of. She well. is, yeah, kind of, you know. But she, she's, again, she's a villain with a lot of motivation. That's what makes villains interesting. Poison Ivy, the same thing could be said for her, a villain with a lot of motivation. Mm -hmm. That's something that DC does well. And I'll yes. leave it there. <laughs> so let's uh let's do our bullet questions okay are you ready i'm ready favorite muppet rolf Ooh. do you have a thing for piano was that a deep cut no, no, no actually i don't i <laughs> rolf is awesome i just really like rolf for some reason <laughs> no he, he he's cool he's hip all right, favorite pizza topic. Oh God, pineapple. <laughs> I'm Get sorry. Get that answer a lot more than you might think. Weird. Really? It oh, must be a, it must be a voice acting thing. I don't know. 
Oh, pineapple's uh, the best. I, I don't understand the hate that, that pineapple on pizza gets. It's, it's delicious. Grilled pineapple is good. Oh, I, oh it's wonderful. I oh, know, right? Uh, yes. And and especially, I mean, if you put just like um, a, a little bit of like pepper on it on the grill and oh my God, pepper just that could work. sort of sinks in oh, and gives yeah. it a little bit. Of, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I love pineapple. Best thing to dunk in a coffee. I don't, don't dunk anything in my coffee. Not even biscotti? Not even biscotti. I, I, I was designed for teeth it. On it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But coffee, coffee should remain unadulterated. Coffee is a magical cure-all that, you know, if you start dunking things like, I don't know, Oreos in it. <laughs> I'm telling it, you it, it works. I think it works better with double stuffs than it does the regular ones. But I'm telling you, there's something there. There's uh, something. Look, there. I told you I would try it. Okay, and I'll, I'll I'll keep you up to date on whether or not it's worthy. All right, but okay. no. I don't know I mean, if I've just made Blinky's head explode. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Blinky is the official coffee connoisseur of Pendant. Oh, I can believe it. I mean, you need to have some major coffee fuel to write the stuff that she does for major machine <laughs> and um i i okay <laughs> so can people find you on social media on the internet they can whether or not i use it is a completely different thing i'm yeah i'm right there with you <laughs> um yeah I, i've got a twitter account it's uh, Emmeline Tuck, E-M-A-L-I-N-E-T-U-C-K, and I have not posted there since December. Um, you're, you're welcome to talk to me. I might talk back. It's the zombie apocalypse and all, so. Exactly. It's weird out there. And frankly, as far as apocalypses go, uh, apocalypses, apocalypse, I don't know, whatever the, whatever the, the plural is. I'm, I'm disappointed in this one. I mean, it isn't half as cool as movies have been telling us it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I've played a lot of Fallout, and frankly, <laughs> yeah, it's just not as cool. I've got all these bottle caps. What, what am I going to do with them? Couldn't help you there. Although, as I recall from Sesame Street, Bert had a bottle cap collection. Maybe he can help you. Maybe I'll have to get in touch. Mm. Might be, might be difficult. I don't know. The Sesame Street characters all have Twitter accounts. Yeah, and they're probably all more active than I am. <laughs> so they, they, you know, they may very well answer. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll have to ask them what they dunk in their coffee. Do they drink coffee? I've never seen that. Well, anyway. I think the Muppets would drink that's, coffee. Because that's what Sesame Street needs, is like a Starbucks or something. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Elmo on coffee? Right next that to Hooper's store. Yes, this is a good idea. This is gold, <laughs> man. And can people find you anywhere else on social media? They, they cannot. Um, I mean, I think I have a Facebook, but I haven't been there in, in uh, a long time. And yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Hey. It, it's entirely up to you to be where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, and I should be elsewhere, but I'm not. So uh, I have a hard enough time managing Twitter. as you Well, can now you're on the Pendant Discord too, so yay. <laughs> I am. So I've, yeah, I'm, I, I, feel, I feel good. You know, I'll have to mention it on Twitter in a couple of months. That's usually how it works. I, I'm being told to promote something on Twitter, and then like a couple of months later, I'm like, hey, you know, I was supposed to promote this thing on Twitter. <laughs> It spreads it out a bit, you know. <laughs> there you go. And people can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA and on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B, L-I-E-B, easy for me to say, at uh, dot five zero three six. Emmeline, thank you once again. And thank you, Jordan. This has been a blast. Yeah, it, it has. It's been a lot of fun <laughs> and some technical craziness that we've been dealing with. <laughs> yeah that's it. It, it it added to the experience you know i mean i'm not gonna forget <laughs> it 
and I'm certainly my internet's not going to forget it. And when I find a different internet company, they won't there forget it. Go. So <laughs> it's been great talking to you. Thank you again for having me. My pleasure. It was great having you. We will kick this back to Tilly and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday, August 5th, the Kingery season hiatus mini episode number three. Coming out Wednesday, August 12th, Troilus and Cressida, Act 5, Part 2. The Pen in Shakespeare. Poor Troy. Attack. Onward! Onward! For Greece! For Achilles! For Achilles! For Foolish young knave, sleeve of Troy there in his helm. I would fain to see them meet, that that same young Trojan ass that loves the whore there might set that Greekish whore masterly villain with the sleeve back to the dissembling luxurious drab of a sleeveless errand. Coming out Wednesday, August 19th, Mage and Machine, episode 8. Season finale! Oh, yes, season finale. Season finale. You're right. Yeah. Lausanne, Alexandra, Svifan. Hey, just hold up a sec, all right? Kai, come on. Go away, Mac. Look, I know. I really bit the big one in there. I said go away. Just wait. Let me talk, please. What do you want? I want to apologize. Why should I believe you? You probably shouldn't. I wouldn't if I were you, but I'm sorry, kid. I was using you, just like Chanley, and I don't ever want to be like her. All your talk about keeping me away from Cassia, and you meant to take me back the whole time. Not the whole time, but at first, yeah, uh, that was the plan. And Plin was right. It was a stupid plan. <sighs> but but after, after what Obli said, it, it got me thinking about... How you're like me. I'm not like you. Coming out Wednesday, August 26th, Seminar 94. It is 94, not 95. Yeah. So 95 will be October. Two months, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But 94 is good. Listen to that one too. Yeah, listen to all of them. Next, on an all-new seminar. Hurry up! It's called Search and Evade, not get captured really damn quick. May. DC, Stan. He's coming. Jesus, hurry up, Stan. Chris and I aren't going to haul your ass around. I'm coming, May. I'm coming. How does our behavior shape our identity? My programming enables me to collect data that I then use to extrapolate meaning. Come on. It's me. I don't understand. All I'm saying is you don't have to play the part with me, okay? I'm just the communications officer. And how does the behavior of others shape who we are? Hey, buddy. Don't worry. I'll give the presentation. You did all the heavy lifting with the research and analysis. Are you sure, Chris? Yeah. I got your back, man. All right. Wow me. You got it, boss. I got this presentation ready to knock your socks off. As you can see, I've conducted an exhaustive analysis of historical trends and information. But I... But I did that. How much provocation would change our identity, for better or worse? I thought that... that maybe... I, you're always letting me get away with stuff I definitely shouldn't be getting away with, but I... We don't intentionally develop artificial intelligence capable of sentience anymore. All the politics around it were messy and... But, but how are you? I don't know. I just... It just happened. I was... You learn through experience. I just did what I was programmed to do. I extrapolated from the data provided, my experiences, and it just... clicked. I'm not hungry enough. I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm not the man you seek. <laughs> because I'm meek. 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 
Neat, neat, neat. Maybe they'll find me in a week. <laughs> I'll be hungry then. Explore these questions and more in stories by Adam Blanford and Dominic Mendez in the next seminar, coming August 26, 2020, only at PendantAudio.com. La la la, the show is almost done. That's the end of the show. Gosh, we made it. We're all done. So, uh... We hope you all are doing well. We do. Everything's weird and we get it. Please stay safe and wear your masks. Please do that. Yeah. Yeah. Care about yourselves and those around you. Yeah, that would actually solve 90% of society's problems, wouldn't it? That's all. (laughs) That's what TWIP is for. We're here to fix society. Do we have to do everything? We ask ourselves that a lot. We do. <laughs> Which probably doesn't speak well to us or a little well, of ourselves. Mm, yeah, it's not good. But not what good. if we're right? <laughs> I mean, we probably are. We're definitely right. Okay. <laughs> Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash Pendant, the Facebook page at Pendant Audio, or Facebook.com slash Pendant Audio. Yes. Twitter at Pendant Web. Uh, we're on Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com. You can look up Pendant Productions on YouTube. And, of course, please stop by the website and join the Discord. Have a chat with us all. We'd love to talk to you. There's a lot of chit-chat. Chit-chat. Come on over. We'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Tilly Bridges. I haven't said it out loud a lot. It's weird. Okay, thanks for listening. It takes, it takes time to get used to it. For, for everybody. And me. And you. It's, a, it's different. We're all getting used to it together. It's a little different, and yet I'm mostly the same. Yep. How about that? Weird. It's pretty cool. Cool. Huh? Cool and weird. And yeah. then cool again. I've never been cool. Just weird. Now you're cool. Oh, no. Yes. So Pendant, Pendant saved my college career. How's that? The theme to TWIP is Mr. Exposition by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0.